You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bernadette Peters. Hey, I'm Anissa Foles. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Fergie Philippe. Hi, I'm Eliza Oman. Hola, soy Florencia Cuenca. Y yo soy Jaime Lozano. Hi, this is El Morgan Lee. It's Alex Brightman from Broadway and beyond. Hi, this is Joe Iconis. And this is Lauren Marcus. Y estás escuchando. And you're listening to B-Way Show. B-Way Show. B-Way Show. The podcast. Hey, friends. Welcome to B-Way Show, the podcast. Your home for theater conversations from a passionate Broadway fan and reporter. I'm your host, Shoshana, and I want to start off by emphasizing Black Lives Matter, period. The show must go on! This week's guests are Austin Scott and Alexa Cepeda. Austin made his Broadway debut as Alexander Hamilton in Hamilton after starring in the role on The Angelica Tour. He then went on to originate the role of Joe Scott in Girl from the North Country, which opened on Broadway just before the shutdown. Alexa is an actor, singer, playwright, and lyricist She's currently working on her two-person musical, Room 123, and is the founder and host of Broadway Treats, a benefit concert organized to raise funds for Animal Lighthouse Rescue. Enjoy our conversation from September 4th, recorded for my live YouTube series, The Show Must Go On, Line. Enjoy. We are live! Hello, everyone! Welcome to... The show must go on, line. Today's guests are Austin Scott and Alexa Cepeda. How are y'all doing today? Great. We're awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for coming on. It's been really fun when you see people perform and you meet them in person and then you're kind of just like following their journeys and you're like, I'd love to hear more about how they got started and how the two of them met. So why don't we just jump right in and let's hear your origin stories. How did you both get into music and theater and then like how y'all met? We'll go first. Thanks first. Thanks first. Okay. So I started, I mean, I started singing and dancing when I was really young but I really got involved in theater by going to some incredible performing arts camps growing up, Cherubs, the National High School Institute, TAP Camp in Austin. And then I, I got my BFA in musical theater from Ithaca College. And I lived in Philly for a year. And then I've been based in New York City for two years now. Wow. Time flies. Um, so that's that's me. I'm an actor primarily, but I also, I write my musicals and songs and I sing as well. So yeah. And I uh, grew up in the Bay Area, so that's Northern California. I got started pretty young too. I think I joined like a children's choir when I was like six and started taking acting classes around like seven. And then kind of my whole childhood was like a combination of, you know, auditioning and doing independent films and commercials and things like that. Community service, maybe a little bit of community service, but mostly community theater um, and stuff like that. And, you know, I kind of did improv all throughout high school and, you know, did one of the, the school musicals. And then after high school, I ended up moving to L.A., spent a few years out there um, doing a few more like TV things, a few more musical theater things in production and uh, development. 
and eventually made my way to New York with a show that I developed in LA called, it was called Inappropriate the Musical, then it became One Day where, when it went, went off Broadway in New York. And did a few other things, eventually moved to New York officially. Like when I did the off-Broadway thing, I kind of was just there for a few months and then I come back to LA and then found my way back uh, full-time and eventually booked the first national tour of Hamilton. It was definitely like my big break. And then um, did that for a year, did a year on Broadway as well, uh, playing Alexander Hamilton. And then recently in December of last year, I, I decided to step away from Hamilton for a little while and joined the original Broadway company of Girl from the North Country on Broadway. So we had just opened four days, I think, before the Broadway shutdown. So we just kind of got in under the, under the buzzer. But yeah, that's what I was doing when Broadway shut down. I also was recently on Pose, season two of uh, the FX series Pose. So, yeah. And we met. And we met doing another Lin-Manuel show uh, called In the Heights up in uh, Ithaca, New York, in uh, the Hanger Theater. Look at Lynn just kind of connecting <laughs> y'all, then helping you get that big break. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, much love to that guy. Have a little uh, TV oh, going. <laughs> <laughs> a little like Lynn T. Rico heart thing. I like to I like to keep it right here. It's great. It's like that stress ball. So if I'm ever in an interview uh, and I'm like, Joss is like, oh, Lynn's just right here smiling. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, it, it's so interesting how a lot of people found out about the shutdown and being on Broadway, especially having just opened, like how did you find out? And now we're what in September, which is crazy. And here we are. Yeah. I mean, we, we were hearing about it for like, I don't know, a couple of weeks coming up to it. You were hearing things. I was hearing things like there were, there were a lot of rumors I feel like going around, but it was kind of like some people were in the camp of like, this is really, really serious. And like, what could this mean for Broadway? And other people were like, you know, this is just going to be, Another one of those things that like gets a lot of buzz and then ends up just not being a huge deal. But I think the, the week of when we started seeing like the NBA shut down and, you know, lots of other like sports leagues shutting down and like, you know, concerts going, you know, canceling their, right. their, their runs. And then I think two days before we shut down, we I got a text from one of my friends in the San Francisco company of Hamilton and they said, that Hamilton was shutting down. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, wait, so if, if something is, if, if like Hamilton, you know, the San Francisco company of Hamilton is shutting down, like something's going on. This is big. So we were kind of just doing the show like every night, not knowing, you know, if we were going to shut down in the middle of it, if we were going to like be able to work the next day, you know, we were always checking our phones backstage and we're trying yeah. to stay present. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. I I could only imagine. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I was at six the night that the NBA shut down and it's like crazy to think like cause six is a pretty short musical. I mean, especially in comparison to like Hamilton and Girl from the North Country. And in the span of like getting to my seat and leaving, everything felt like it changed. Mm -hmm. uh, a few people, like a few big name people were diagnosed with Corona and then Broadway was going to shut down the next day. Anyway, it's crazy to think of that. But now, like how many things are moving forward because we're in this spot and it's instead of just being like, well, now we're here. 
let's see how we can like kind of move things forward. And Alexa, I want to talk about this amazing Broadway treats that you are, that you founded and you're hosting. And one of the stars is Tony Award winner, James Monroe Iglehart, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, James. Happy birthday. Yes, us too. So tell us how you thought about that and like everything surrounding this amazing event that's coming up. For sure. Thank you for asking. Well, this year is the second year that I'm doing it. So last year, I mean, I really just, I was on a run in Prospect Park in Brooklyn and I was trying to brainstorm a project that I could do that summer because in the at that time I hadn't booked anything and I was really trying to come up with a creative way to um, perform and also to network and get myself more just in the world of Broadway yes. and I had just started volunteering for this animal shelter or excuse me, nonprofit organization called Animal Lighthouse Rescue. And I thought, what better way to volunteer than to raise a whole lot of money for them using my connections? Because Austin at this point had been, were you in, um, you were in Broadway at that point. So you were on Broadway at that point. I was starting to meet his castmates and go to a few events and I thought that would just be a perfect marriage of two of my greatest passions which is rescuing animals and theater and performing so we did it last year at the Seville at this downtown swanky little spot in lower I think it was where is that lower east Manhattan I think and I had the goal to raise $5,000 and we just far surpassed that. We raised $22,000, which was really exciting. Wow. I know. I was shook Um, and it was a lot of fun. And I did. I connected with a lot of incredible people. And, you know, when the shutdown happened, I had already been planning to do this event again this year. And for a while, I didn't know it was going to happen because... I mean, I knew I just in March and April and May, no one really knew anything. So I was kind of just biding my time thinking maybe it'll be up and running by October or November, September. And anyhow, we're here now. And it's clear that in-person events like that are not happening. And then I realized what an incredible opportunity this is because I can actually reach out to performers who don't necessarily live in New York. So we have a couple LA based actors, um, which is really exciting. And it's, it's a really great way for people who can't make it to New York to tune in and be a part of it. So yeah, I think that, I mean, I can tell you all of when it is. It's September 20th at 8pm Eastern Standard Time on ALR's YouTube page. If you go to alrcares.com slash Broadway Treats, um, they have a link there for the tickets. It's $50. If you can't make it, you can donate. And it's going to be just a phenomenal event. It's going to be a combination of learning all about ALR and what they do. They rescue Satos and Cass from Puerto Rico. And just these performers are unbelievable. I am completely humbled by the generosity of everyone who said yes. And... Yeah, I'm just very, very excited to 
be able to do it again and raise money for a beautiful cause, in my opinion. And I think right now, I think it can be easy to, I don't know, just to to hone in on how badly we are doing when we're not the only ones on the planet. We share it with um, a lot of other living beings, including plants and trees and wildlife and animals. That's the piece of it that, I don't know, that always um, makes me feel grounded in my values too, that we're not just looking out for ourselves, but we're looking out for for animals as well who need safety and comfort as much as, as much as we do. Mm. Beautifully said. Yes. I, I have this adorable dog slim who will come hopefully in and out of the video. And he's, <laughs> he's really become my co-host of the series because everyone, it's like the second he comes on that couch, everyone's like, wait, forget about you. <laughs> and I'm very much okay with it because exactly like what you're saying is he's been there for me this whole pandemic. And if I didn't have him cuddle and take care of, and especially early on when, you know, sometimes like getting out of bed or like, oh, do I really want to go outside for a walk? He needs to be fed. He needs to go for a walk. He needs to do his business. Like, so it's not just about me taking care of myself. It's about taking care of someone else. And that was, I mean, having him was the best thing that like got me going. And so I... I, I completely feel that. Do you have any similar feelings with that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I could just talk about this forever. <laughs> All of these poems about dogs are coming to mind. I mean, I really think for me, dogs specifically, I do love cats as well, but dogs are really my, really a spiritual thing for me, but they are just constant reminders to be in the present moment because that's the only um you know, state that they know to live in. And they really are just beautiful permission to love unconditionally and just everything quiets down. And you've just got this buddy, you know, that needs you as much as you need them. Yeah, I just really, really love dogs and animals we just got milo and i am austin keeps going it's really bad i need to like check myself but austin keeps going like this because i'm a helicopter pet parent and i never thought i would be but i i don't want any harm to come to him i i I'm part of a train for this cat but anyhow we we're in kind of like honeymoon pet parent world he's our little man he's our little man poor boy yeah yeah Yeah, i does he just kind of like cuddle up with you when you're watching tv he's He's getting there there. yeah like he's he's kind of in that like preteen slash like early teenager phase just wants to run and like chase things and eat flies and you know he does he cuddles up when he's sleepy i mean he's very dog-like actually he'll like run down the stairs when we get home and he throws himself at our feet and cry 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 i miss you so much and then he like headbutts you in the morning or he does that to me because i feed him in the morning um he's absurdly sweet and he does cuddle in our laps every once in a while especially if the vacuum is he hates the vacuum. But no, he's just like, he's one of the sweetest cats I've ever seen. Like, he just, you know, he, he'll let you pick him up. And like, when he doesn't want to be held, he'll be like, wow. 
Yeah. Like, not right now, but later maybe. <laughs> He's just so, so sweet. Yeah. I love hearing that. And it's funny because I am such a dog person, but I'm like warming up to cats. I'm like pretty allergic to them. So I feel like there was this <laughs> evolutionary setback of me and, and cats getting along. But I've actually lived with a few cats, kind of, uh-huh. when your roommates have them. And they're like, well, I'll just keep them in my room. But then they come out, and you're like, well, they're really cute. And I don't want to stay separated from you. Well, that's, I mean, I'm actually allergic to cats, which part of the reason I do the benefit concert in the first place is because I can't rescue cats. Milo is a very bougie, bougie, um, sweet little Siberian kitten um, who we did not rescue off the the street. Um, (laughs) But that's part of why I do the benefit concert is because I can't, I can't rescue a cat in that way, but I can rescue a cat in other ways. And every cat needs a home. And if you have the situation or the condition of being allergic, like myself, um, yeah, you get a hypoallergenic cat and you bring a bundle of fur into your life and it's just as amazing. I mean, I love this cat and I, I do not, I'm not a big cat person. (laughs) I'm scared of how I'll be with dogs. Because I'm a cat person in the relationship and like, I'm Ah. I'm I'm getting on board with dogs vis-a-vis and he's getting on board with cats vis-a-vis me. So like vis-a-vis Milo, really, but well, <laughs> well yeah. I guess that's true. As any good relationship, there's a little give and take, mm-hmm. and this is what I love, and this is what you love, and right. and also what you're saying about you know everyone plays their part in a different way, and especially now with COVID and everything going on with that. And with Black Lives Matter, everyone can do their part, play a role. And some people can go and march and some people can donate and some people can promote it. But just doing what you can, I think, oh, right. is is important. Absolutely. That's a yeah, really great way of putting it. There's a, I, I might get the terminology wrong, but it's like the, the circle of activism, I think is what it's called. or something along those lines. But essentially, it's like there are these multiple different... Um, aspects of activism, you know, that you just kind of have to find out where you fit best. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's artistically, you know, like like using art to, to you know, fight for causes and things like that. Or maybe that's um, writing or maybe it's marching or maybe it's, you know, being political. Like there's, you know, there's so there's so many different spheres within the global sphere of activism. And it's really just mm-hmm. you know, where where you can best be of use. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is that is so so well said and like a, a great thing to keep in mind that you can play your part in whatever way it like fits you and right. I think there some people feel guilty if like they they can't march or if they can't donate but it, you don't have to feel guilty just find the avenue that really works for you exactly which you can exactly mm. so that brings me to. Uh, hurricane and uh, your role in girl from the north country which i'm very happy i was able to see before broadway shut down oh amazing my boyfriend john and i saw it in previews which was awesome and and i guess quick side note i saw you in hamilton it was awesome he saw you on the road in hamilton it's fun to to talk about that and we will we'll get to the Hamilton of it all because isn't that you know we always do (laughs) but especially thinking of a show with a character like yours 
in a time like this where there are so many people being mis misjudged and accused and because it is like based off of a real life story can you talk about what it's like to to take that in and perform hurricane every night when when broadway's on yeah you know it's I think one of the things that, that attracted me most to the role and to the show in general, specifically the role, was was that, was the element of, like, being misjudged by society, you know, having society think you're one thing when you know in your heart that you're not that. And, you know, going through the process of, like, how do you fight that? You know, do you, do you make your focus trying to make other people believe that you're not that? Or do you just say, you know what, then I'm just going to, you know, do me and I'm going to be who I know I am and, you know, you guys can do what you're going to do. But, you know, it, it was really, really an, a, an incredible experience, like getting into his shoes and just really like finding my way into that character and that mindset, you know, and I think it's definitely something that rings especially true now. I mean, for the black community and the people, you know, color, it always rings true, but especially right now, you know, it's, it's just really just, just, just showing that we are fully three-dimensional human beings beyond you know, a criminal record or, you know, the one thing we did six years ago when we stole a book from a store, you know, all that. Because that, that's one of the things too, right? It's like every time someone, you know, a black man or a black person is killed, like the first thing that goes up is their criminal record and like trying to hash out all these things that, that they've done wrong in the past. And people grow, people change, people are more than, you know, more than just that. And I think that, you know, there's also a really beautiful revolution happening within the, the Broadway community as well, you know, where we're trying to really fight for more authentic stories um, that, that center around, you know, BIPOC artists being told and being greenlit, right? Because, you know, there's so many, so many shows out there and stories that purport to be about the Black experience, about the BIPOC experience, but they're either written by white people or written, produced, directed by white people, <laughs> you know, and like the theater owners are all white. And so we're really, you know, fighting for that as well. But I think like getting to getting to work on that character felt really, really special, really, really especially kindly right now. Mm. You could tell in the audience, like, because that's such a big song, whenever something actually happened, you're seeing it portrayed in this, like, larger-than-life on a Broadway stage, but you know that there's also that element of that actually happened to someone, and it's it's time for change, and just everything. Like you said, it's not just having more people of color, more Black people on stage. It's the dressers, it's the producers, directors, writers, set directors, choreographers, and that's such an important thing for people to know that it's not just enough to see the representation in one aspect, which I think we're getting better at, but mm -hmm. there's so much that we need to. Yeah, because even if you have you know, a story written by a BIPOC writer, but if it's a white director, then it's like, that's the person trying to tell you what the experience is like, you know, and I've had that happen many times where I'm like, you know, no, this is what it felt like to be a black person at this time, or, you know, a black person. I'm like, but how do you know? You know, I, I, and I respect you and like, you know, your, your field of work, but it's like, when it comes to that, like, who are you to tell me what that is? And so that's, you know, yeah, that, that it, it's a it's a full picture thing. You know, it's not just like checking the boxes and saying, OK, we've got, you know, three black actors in the show. Check that box. And we've got one black writer, you know, that we relegate to the to the margins. <laughs> check that box. You know, it's like it's a it's a whole it's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. 
That makes me wonder, I, we were just watching the Ham for Change, which was amazing, set up by the original cast, and do you feel like being a part of the Hamilton family and then moving on to other projects that you've learned kind of a, a different way of the way things could be done on Broadway and in theater? Yeah, yes, I have. I mean, I, I, Hamilton is incredible because it has done so many, so many incredible things. You know, I mean, it, it, it did put so many artists of color on the stage in a way in which the main focus wasn't their, their race or their ethnicity. Like they were able to bring that to the role however they saw fit, but they weren't being asked to be black or, you know, or, or tone it down or, you know, um, amplify this or, you know, whatever. I will say though, that even shows like Hamilton still have a lot of work to do, you know what I mean? Because while on stage, it was extremely diverse, backstage wasn't, you know, it was still, it was still pretty, pretty white backstage in all the companies that I, you know, that ever worked in. And that's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a step-by-step thing. And I love Hamilton. I love my Hamilton family so, so, so much. Um, I think it's just important to understand that because so many people often point to Hamilton as this like shining example of like what it should be. That's true, but Hamilton's not all the way there yet either. So it's a, it's a definitely a thing to look towards and like, you know, emulate, but then it's also a thing to say, okay, we're going to then take it even further to move the, move the needle. Makes me think of the line. I have so much work to do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you, do you find yourself quoting Hamilton at all? Or is that more of like the fans doing that? We, yeah, we, 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 we don't do that. <laughs> we don't, we don't allow that in our household. <laughs> if we are like in a restaurant and the soundtrack comes on, like we check, we leave. Where's the check please? We're done. No, <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no, and it's not that like we hate it. It's just that. Yeah. I'm forgetting. There was a period when I got really in. There was, I don't know what it was. I, I think I must have seen it. I probably saw it. Um, maybe it was after your Broadway debut. And I, you know, the songs get stuck in your head, obviously. And I started singing them around the house a little bit. And you, 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 you shut that down pretty, pretty quickly. We, you know, it's just when, when you hear things every night, you know, for two years, it just, it, it burrows a special little thing into your brain. And when you, when it gets, you hear it, you're just like, I don't think I need to hear that right now. <laughs> I'm sure that will, that will change though over time. You know, I, I might go back to the show, so, I, you know. <laughs> Did you see it before you were in it? Yes. A good friend of mine, uh, well, a family friend, Javier Munoz, was in the original cast. Love him. And so he was the uh, the alternate Hamilton, played Hamilton on Sundays. And so I got to go see him. I actually never saw Lynn do the role on stage. Um, Javier was kind of my only prototype or, or frame of reference. I did see, I mean, I did see some of the, once I got the role, I got to see a lot of other people do it, but I never saw Lynn. But yeah, I got to see the show, you know, went back and talked talk with Javier afterwards, and it just, it blew my mind. Like, it, <laughs> Most people. Mm-hmm. He was my first Hamilton and only Hamilton. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> wow. <laughs> How many times did you see him on Broadway or on tour? I think total I saw you 10 times. I know the first time it was so bizarre because I was, you know, my brain was split 50 50 or more. I felt more 80 20, honestly. Like 80% I'm watching Hamilton and then every. Every few seconds, it would be like, oh, I know him. And it wasn't even, oh, I know him. It was like, 
oh, I think I'm dating him. It was such a weird, like, and then I kind of like look around with this little secret. And sometimes I told the person sitting next to me if I was seeing it alone. Especially if it was a younger girl or a younger boy or whatever, I would tell them, you know, <laughs> and they would freak out and then they would start yelling with me and it was so fun. Yeah, I loved it. I was not shy at all about that. <laughs> I was so nervous every time she came to see the show, though. Like, no one made me more nervous than, than having her in the audience. And I have the loudest laugh, too, which doesn't help. So he always knew where I was sitting. It was a constant reminder. I'm here. The first joke, I had to hear the laugh. I'd be like, and that's where Alexa is. Right there. <laughs> Third row. That was enough. <laughs> you had your spot. Yeah. <laughs> would you Would you try to avoid looking at her so you'd stay in the moment? Or would you, like, give yourself that little glance? In general, I try to avoid like singling people out in the in the audience, whether I knew them or not. You know, I mean, I, I would see faces, but I just tried to never zoom in on them because it just became more of like a. It was easier to just make it like energy, like that is the audience and this is you know the stage, and like I totally draw from that, and like that is part of the equation. But I don't want to be like, you suck. I'm doing this for you, <laughs> you know, something like that. Like, and, and if there was like famous people come to the show, which it was Hamilton, so it happened all the time. Like, I just prefer not know or not know, at least not know where they were. I didn't want that to like affect, you know, or even just be in my head. Like, I didn't. Did I surprise you once? I did surprise you once, where I yeah. I saw it and I didn't tell you, but you kind of got it because I'm bad. But <laughs> I do remember that. Oh, it was so that was so fun. Anyhow. That's amazing. Yeah, so the first time I saw Austin on stage, Alexa and I met briefly at the stage door. And I have to say, this was such a sweet moment that really, like, I don't know, it, it's such a nice, like, theater couple story, which is I was at the stage door because even though I'm a theater reporter, I'm also a fan. And it's fun <laughs> to stage door and, and take pictures and whatnot. Yeah. And I was there, and we, were, we just started chatting, and you're like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend's in the show. Like, oh, who? You're like, awesome. like, oh, cool, Hamilton. That's, that's chill. <laughs> and I'm like, you know you could go backstage if you wanted to. <laughs> you know, I was out here and, and see him go through the line and greet everyone. I thought that was so sweet. <laughs> I didn't really like that because you were so nice to everyone. And I thought everyone gets so excited. Yeah, I'm very proud, proud moment when I watch him go, go down the line. probably had somewhere to go, though. Because usually you do just come straight backstage. Sometimes I would. Sometimes, it, sometimes you'd be like, I'll just meet you outside. Or you'll, you would ask me, do you want to come backstage? And yeah. I'd say, yeah, let's just, you know. We'd go down the street and hop in a cab. That was so, it was so fun meeting you. You were so sweet. And I remember your boyfriend was with you, right? Yeah, yes. And he is funnily not here because he is very camera shy. Aww. But so Hamilton brought us together, which is pretty cool. How? We are in like a Hamilton group. It is funny to say this out loud, but so I've seen Hamilton eight times. That's you know. Not- it's like it's it's respectable absolutely but like once you get into like the 40 and 50s then we'll we'll talk about like a true <laughs> so john has seen it 48 times <laughs> i spoke to him <laughs> she was loving it as you were going on she's like this is great just you wait 
Well, he's a great company. Like I, I talked to um, one of the people that came the most was was Questlove. You know, Questlove musician. And apparently, like, I've seen it about 47, 48 times too. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> that's amazing. What? Oh. <laughs> I love hearing that. Yeah, he's in great company. Wait, also. so y'all met in this group? Yeah, and it's funny because I was in Puerto Rico seeing Lynn on his birthday. It was this whole thing because my birthday is two days before his, so I was like, might as well celebrate mine and Lynn's birthday at the same time. So we saw it so good. Funnily enough, funnily, who says that? I don't know. It's a good good word phrase. So I'm in Puerto Rico with some friends and Lynn retweets this photo I take of him on stage because he came out for his birthday in his outfit but then waving the flag and it was, it was a cool thing because we saw it the evening performance and everyone surprised him for the matinee so he was ready. It was a really cool moment and like anytime you get a Lynn retweet it's like <laughs> Yeah. I still freak out when I get a little retreat. I'm like, I've met him so many times, and yet still, something about that is just like, ah! <laughs> Happy to hear it. <laughs> and he was going to see Billy Joel that weekend, and, I, and he's like, I have an extra ticket if anyone wants to go. And I'm like, yeah, coming back from Puerto Rico in January, it's freezing. I'd love to go see Billy Joel with you. And it's like, we, we saw that. Then we saw Hamilton, and we saw a bunch of different shows. And then he took me to London, Hamilton, for my birthday this past year. Oh, my God. Her boyfriend. Your boyfriend. (laughs) For a second, I thought you said that Lynn tweeted, who wants to go see Billy Joel with me? And for a second, I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Did you see a concert with Lynn. You also went to England to see the exactly. <laughs> Oh my god. We were on the same train because they were just like, oh, you know Lynn better than I do. <laughs> I wish. That is so cool. That's awesome. Wow, that's so special. That's so funny. Yes, I. <laughs> this is uh, this is great. This is going exactly how I planned. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. So good. So then, because you've already hinted that Hamilton isn't something y'all really, like, sing about, have you seen the Hamil film? Oh, shit. We should have known that. Oh. Um, so I've seen... I've seen this. I've, I've, I've like, <laughs> watched some, like, moments that I really wanted to see. Yeah. Uh, for me, though, kind of the same thing, and like you know, every actor who's gone through it has like a different feeling about this. But I'm just like, I you know, I've just I've seen it so many times, I've lived it so many times. Yeah, I, I think it's just like it's 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 hard to see it in that way. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's difficult for me to watch in that way. And it's also, I think, it feels like a different era of the show. It's like, yeah. the era, I mean, I, I joined, I don't know, a year and a half, I think, after it was it debuted on Broadway or something like that. But but that was like when the when the soundtrack came out and when like you know this was filmed and stuff like the show kind of had one energy and one you know vibe and not that to say that it's so vastly different now but I think every actor that has kind of played these roles has added a little something of themselves to them and you know little things get tweaked like you know where you stand or gestures or uh, inflections like there there have been things that you know 
we as actors have gotten to kind of add to the canon of Hamilton. And so it has evolved a little bit over the years. And seeing it back then, it's like, that is how it was back then. And it's really incredible. But there, for me, at least, is this like disconnect of like watching it or listening to it and like reconciling that with like the Hamilton or like the experience I had being yeah. part of it. Mm. I haven't seen it, but I do want to. I just haven't yet i don't know what i just it just hasn't happened yet we're probably going to sit down just like you know have a drink in and 15 some, years something 15 years there it is <laughs> 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 this weekend she was uh, yeah <laughs> i think some time for me you want to watch it as like a reminisce type yeah. thing um and it was only last year i feel it's pretty I just that's assuming that I'm not going to be in Hamilton. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we don't know. Um, okay, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it, I've always wondered with people who've been in the show if they watch it or what they thought when they watched it because it is such a different experience. And even having seen the show a bunch of times, it feels like such a different experience watching it, which I love. Because people are like, oh, well, if they film all these shows, no one's going to go to Broadway. And you're like, come on, they're two vastly different experiences. Yeah. There's nothing like it. Yeah, I certainly hope you're right. I think I, I, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. But I do know of that, like, debate that you're talking about. And I yeah. think it's, you know, it is a little bit, like, scary just thinking, like, is that the future? Because now they're going to film Diana, you know, the, right. Diana and make that, a, you know, that a thing. and. And I think, I do think it's great, but at the same time, I'm like, it's theater. It was like designed to be one thing right. that you see and it's, you know, happens in front of you for that like one time. And then of course it keeps happening, but it's slightly different every night. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you put it on tape, it just, something different happens to it. I don't think it's bad, but I think it is important to be like, this is this and this is that. Yeah, I don't think I was making this face earlier, but it was had nothing to do with Diana. I realized you were saying that, and I was going like this. I was like, wow, so much no, 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 no. I was saying I don't think theater is going anywhere. Um, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that it's regardless. Like, there's just something so magical about going to the theater and seeing something live, and no matter how many movie remakes there are. I mean, people are still doing cabaret all over the country, and that movie came out forever ago. And yeah. no, I'm just you, you cannot recapture it. That's a good point. At yeah, all, there, there have been musical they, films. Musical films have been around for a while, and yet, and it honestly just makes people want to do theater more and see theater more and keep it alive. Because yes. it's just you cannot replicate that feeling of being in one room with hundred thousands of strangers you're all watching the exact same thing and you're all having a completely different experience I mean and then you, the doors open you go out in the world and you continue on and you share that amazing two and a half hours together sometimes three yeah, it's so it's so true no we have it's, no time for it's this real. No, I, I would never say it's gone forever. I just like <laughs> as you know, as people figure out ways to make money in different ways, totally. then you know right. they like to make money, so they keep making money. But no, I'm completely on board with you, and I thank you for. I think there's always pulling me back. Yeah, I will. I will say I got a gush on Andy Blankenbuehler for a minute, the choreographer of Hamilton. Like that. That is one of the reasons why. I, I watched the third of it that I have watched, mm -hmm. and I will watch it again, actually, too, because 
his work, all of their work. You know, Lynn gets all the credit most of the time, and he deserves so much of it. But it really was, we called them the cabinet. So it was, it was Lynn, Lynn, Alex Lacamoire, Andy Blankenbuehler, and Tommy Kale. You know, those were like the four geniuses, really, that put this thing together. And it's all of their work that kind of inter, inter mingles to create what you see up there. But, you know, something about Andy's choreography and the pictures that he creates and the storytelling, it is amazing. amazing. Like we would have rehearsals every now and then where, you know, the creatives would come and, you know, we'd have like a day with Alex, you know, or a day with Tommy or a day with Andy. And like Andy's rehearsals were always so enlightening because it was only times that I got to like really step outside and see what was happening around me. I'd be like, wait, you're doing that up there? And you're doing that up there? Like, that's incredible. It, it was so like one of my favorite things was like the first time I got to step out of Hurricane and just see like all the stories that are being told around Hamilton as he, you know, as he sings it. It's, it's amazing. So like I, I, that, that is, I will definitely be watching it. For many reasons, but for Andy's work, for sure. I feel like I've guilted you into watching. No, exactly. You think about it, I think, because I've, you know, I've been asked the question, and usually it's just a quick off, like, you know, not yet. I've watched some pieces, but I will be watching it. But I think this is the first time I've really gotten to like dissect it and get mm-hmm. into there and really think about why I do actually want to watch it. I'm willing. So thank you. Welcome. So speaking of Hurricane, as I was listening to you sing Hurricane yesterday from Girl from the North Country, and there's Hurricane from Hamilton, could we ever get a mashup maybe? Oh my God. You know what? (laughs) I had the thought. I was trying to find a way into it though. I know, our friend, uh, Chandra Hall-Bloomfield is like an incredible producer, just like a musical genius. Oh, that'd be so um, fun. Help, help put that together. But I, that's, I love that you had that thought because I did have it too. I was like, I, I like two, the two biggest things I've done in my career so far revolve around hurricanes. This like, is an opportunity gotta, you have to take. Yeah, you would look back at this moment and be like, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll do that. Come on, Ignite Igniting all these fires. <laughs> yes. Just fanning a spark into a flame. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We will allow it. I'm like, oh no. You had these ready. You have a list of them. <laughs> no, they're just, they're truly nonstop. I can't help it. You did it again. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the funny thing is, I've always done this. I've been a musical theater fan since I was a kid, and my friends used to be like, all right, we get the references. But now that I'm a reporter and I get to, like, say them to the people who have been in the productions, and, you know, you get you get the half and half, like, some people love it, some people don't. But it, it feels like this is what I was given that gift for, of just constantly thinking of all of the references. They're so smooth with it. Like they really are. Just, they just like enter in the conversation and it takes me a minute to be like, that sounds familiar. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. That's my thought process. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I do something stupid and she just like, I'm just going to be saying that the rest of the night. Oh, no. I can't even know. Oh, that was not so much. It's better. <laughs> so, speaking of musicals and new work, I hear that a certain someone is writing her own musical. 
I am. <laughs> um, yes, I am writing a two-person coming-of-age love story um, called Room 123. Oh, I've never said it like that. Room 123. Room 123. Okay, it's based, loosely based. Uh, it's loosely autobiographical. I have not done this many times, <laughs> like, the talking about it. So <laughs> um, but it, it centers around Samantha and Charlie. Um, it takes place in Charlie's dorm room over the course of four months. So it's snapshots of their relationship. Charlie, it navigates Charlie's untreated manic depression. So that's really the, the like, that's the eye of the hurricane. Um, see, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. <laughs> I like, that's that's amazing. Amazing. like, I'm sorry. I've had maybe done this. So it said, it around. It's just, it's not just. It is a two-person musical. The music is, I mean, it is actually, if you've listened to my, I know you listened to my music today, which I can't thank you enough for. It's um, similar to that, so it's pretty folksy pop. Definitely contemporary musical. And, yeah, it's, it's I'm editing. I'm in the editing process at the moment, and it's really exciting to combine. I like I like to marry. I like to marry things. Clearly, I like to you know the benefit concerts, theater, and animals, and musical. Writing this musical has been a marriage of writing and songwriting, which I've done since I was fourteen, and I love it so much. But also, I'm really, really passionate about psychology and relationships and that in general and understanding them so writing a musical and uh that explores you know relationships at their hardest mm -hmm. at their hardest um combined with theater and writing it's been really a fun project Ooh, can't wait to see it thank you <laughs> That sounds amazing. And yeah, y'all should definitely check her out on Spotify because it's such a cool vibe. And, and you know how Spotify is like, oh, you like this artist. Here are some other songs. And it just like I was painting my nails before just to this really cool vibe. And I loved it. And Flynn was all about it as well. No, oh, cute. <laughs> I, I wish he came back in. He is, I can see him perfectly diagonally. He's just sitting in the sun, laid down, letting the sun quickly hit him. As he should yeah, be. Best life. Best life. Best life, indeed. And I know time is running out, but I want to talk about Pose quickly because I I love Pose and I realized like today would be a great day to rewatch season two a little bit. And how did that whole, how did you get that job? Had you watched Pose before? And also, I should mention, I was a lifeguard at my camp. So, Feeling the lifeguard vibes here. Right on. I'm, I'm happy that I got to represent, you know, you and all you do with that. That lifeguard representation. Uh, really. Yeah, it's, it's important. I, so I had, I'd watched, I think, two episodes of Pose, I think, before I got it. Loved the show. I thought it was so cool. You know, in many ways, it, it's doing what Hamilton, you know, did um, with television. You know, it's revolutionary um, in a lot of ways. But I watched it. I loved it. I didn't get to audition very much while I was in Hamilton for a number of reasons, you know, some contractual, some just like energy. Like I, you know, was just exhausted all the time. Um, and also like when would I go and shoot things when I was doing shows seven times a week. But 
that was one of the few auditions I did get to go on and mm-hmm. was lucky enough to, to get on it, to get to uh, work opposite the incredible MJ Rodriguez, who um, she and I actually had met about a year earlier, I think, through a mutual friend. And so we had hung out for a little while. So we were, you know, we'd, we'd known each other. So it was really, really fun to get to to work together and um, just to be a part of that show. That, that I think it's just so incredible. Mm. Uh, and also, like, just the vibe on set. Like, the day that, one of the days I was working, um, they had found out that they got nominated for for the Emmy. And, like, Ooh. just, like, the, the love and the, like, excitement and, like, everyone just, you know, crying and being so happy. Um, it was just to be able to experience that was incredible because there's so much love on that Aww. set and in that group. So it's really, yeah, I was, I'm so glad to be a part of that. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's it's always amazing to hear those behind the scenes stories because especially that episode, it looks like everyone's just having a great time. Like there's bright colors and a beach day and ladies night out. And it's just, it's a fun time. And to hear that they were actually having fun on the set just ah, chef's kiss. Yeah, it's I I love them. I can't I can't speak enough good words about that group of people. Yay! Oh, I love to hear that. And a group of people I would love to show my love to are the Showtrions who are showing up here. I see all the comments on YouTube. Eva saying hey, Andy waving, and Julie. Yes, love all of y'all. The, the show trions are so cool. It's the B Way Show Patreon squad, and we do like oh, cool. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and we we finally we won our second trivia night a few days ago, and it feels very like I don't know if you are trivia people, but when you beat out like ten other teams, it's just it's very satisfying. We are not, but that would be hilarious to do actually a trivia yeah we wouldn't know anything though (laughs) i would only have to do it would have to be about dogs that'd be it that's the only category i would dogs and dogs and hamilton we could uh yeah we could do that i love that if i ever see a sporkle live with dogs and trivia i will take part and i'll send it your way perfect sounds good (laughs) much appreciated Yes, yes, anytime. So with the last few minutes, um, I'd love for y'all to just share if there are anything that, that people should be keeping an eye out for, where they can find you on social media, and if there's anything you came into today wanting to make sure your fans heard. Something's coming. <laughs> just, 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 just keep an eye on the social media. And you're, you're yeah, we're working on a really cool project together at the moment, which is to be announced um, soon. I am, of course, about to host Broadway Treats. That is on September 20th. You can find the link at alrcares.com slash Broadway Treats or at my Instagram, which is at Lexa Cepeda. So it's my name without the A at the beginning. Or you can find me through Austin because I take most of his pictures and... I mean, uh, just find me there. most of what you see, like, on um, my social media that looks nice. <laughs> well, not all of it, but I mean, you know. Anyhow, that's anyway, what I've so, got going on. Um, yeah, you can follow me at, at AustinScott93. Um, just keep an eye out there for announcements and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. What do we want people to know? Oh, vote. Register to vote yeah. and wear a mask. And continue your anti-racism work and support this amazing YouTube channel. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. Much fun. 
appreciate that so much. And yes, all all of those cosign, retweet, please be safe and kind to one another. And like there are so many cool masks out there that you can you can go. Actually, my friend Andy, who's watching right now, her mom made me a, a few of them, which was so kind. So thank you. Word. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Vote, vote, vote. Yes, indeed. And thank y'all. You can find me at B-Way Show on all the things, and I'd love to hear from you. Oh, and exciting new thing just to make sure y'all hear. Uh, B-Way Show, the podcast, is live. So y'all can check that out. Mr. Joe Iconis and Lauren Marcus were the first episode, and Anissa Folds was the second. Check thank it out. Well. Thank you both so, so much, and thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll see Bye. you soon. Thanks for listening to the fourth episode of B-Way Show, the podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe so you can be a spy on the inside for future episodes. To see the look on their faces when they thought I saw Billy Joel with Lin-Manuel Miranda and all the other fabulous moments from our conversation, head over to B-Way Show YouTube. Thanks as always to Kyle Braxton, aka Geddon, for these awesome beats. Jelani Remy for the beautiful intro riff, and Chelsea Hill, aka Illustrating Diva, for the cool cover art. If this was your jam, you can become a Showtreon. Head over to patreon.com slash bwayshow. We do weekly trivia and monthly video chats. It's a fun time. Come check it out. We don't know the future of live theater or when Broadway will be back, but we do know it's on all of us to get through this pandemic. Wear a mask, be safe, and let's take care of ourselves. We'll see you at the show. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.